Hey, good morning, guys. What's going on? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to talk about Master P and the Clubhouse app. Uh, recently, in an interview, Master P called out the Clubhouse app for making a billion dollars, mostly off of black people. Uh, I'm going to break that down and explain to you why Master P is 100% correct that the Clubhouse app is yet another example where the trillion-dollar commodity called uh, black validation is being used by other people uh, in order to make a killing. We're going to break that down on the Black Financial Channel. Get comfortable. Hit the thumbs up button. We're going to get started right now. Good morning. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's the blackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to talk about Master P. <clears throat> Master P, uh, my man, I much respect for Master P. I've always respected Master P ever since uh, the days of, uh, na 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 na. I've always loved his uh, ingenuity. I've, I've always loved his spirit. I've always loved his um, entrepreneurship. I've always, and most importantly, I love his blackness. Uh, he's 100% B1. Uh, you put your hashtag B1 if you know what that means. B1 means we're black first. We put the black community at the top of our priority list. Uh, we know that if we don't take care of ourselves, then nobody will. That's what the B1 philosophy is, and that's what we believe on this platform. So Master P called out the Clubhouse app, and he basically made a point that a lot of y'all understand. A lot of y'all get this. Uh, give me a yes or no in the chat if you agree with what Master P said. Basically, Master P was saying that the Clubhouse app is yet another example of us making them a billionaire. And y'all know what he means when he says them. He ain't talking about us. Them is the opposite of us. And y'all know what that means. The opposite of black is white and white boys, right? Now, here's the thing, right? You can't really blame the Clubhouse app founders for wanting to do this, right? For, for wanting to make money. Uh, if there's money laying out there in the middle of the street, then why not go pick it up? You know, if somebody's willing to hand you a million dollars in your bank account or a billion in this case, then why not take the money? Uh, how many of you would say yes if somebody said, hey, would you like a free billion dollars? Sure. You know, you would take it. Right. So the Clubhouse founders, uh, and we're going to get into that in a second in terms of who created Clubhouse and everything else. They basically understood something that uh, is really important for you to understand, which is that as poor as you think you are, as broke as they convince you to believe that you are. As much as they want to tell you that black people ain't got no wealth, we ain't got no resources, we ain't got no money, y'all show as hell make a whole lot of people rich. I mean, to be to be broke, y'all really should come. Y'all show up with a whole lot of money when it comes to making white folks get, get paid, put money in their bank account. I don't know how y'all always save in America. You're saving them economically. You're saving the Democratic Party. You're saving them in every other way, but you can't save yourself. Well, what, what is that? What is that all about? <laughs> How is it that you can't save yourself, but you saving everybody else? Stacey Abrams on, on the uh, cover of Time magazine, cheesing hard because she saved the Democratic Party. But they can't even talk about reparations. Can't even say the word like you asked them to say. Repeat after me. Reparations. They're like reparation. Reparation. Yeah. They, they, they can't even say the word reparations. But y'all constantly giving them reparations because you because you're crazy. <laughs> Half y'all ain't got no damn sense. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Half y'all are 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 addicted to uh, this this buffoonish mentality where we always put ourselves last and put everybody else first. That's why I, we start this conversation every day with hashtag B1 to say that it's black first. It's not BL. It's not black last, right? It's not BS. It's not black second, 
right? It, it, it's, it's not the BM. We're not black in the middle. We are black first, right? You got to put yourself first. So Master P is a great guy because I don't even know the brother. I, I know people that know him. I know people that have worked with him. Uh, you know, you know, we've had some rappers on the platform, Ice Cube and other great guys that, that have really done excellent work in the community. But I like Master P because the guy just, you know, he just tells it like it is. And he's really doing something that every single so if every if every black celebrity if every paid negro on tv uh was to do this we would be world champions if everybody uh on the on the, on the planet did this we would <clears throat> we would be uh we, we would be able to do things in economically that are equivalent to what michael jordan did on the basketball court what tom brady does on the football field like we would be champions every single year but for some reason we have too many people that are just scared blind and backwards uh blind backward and buffoonish uh, who 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 are playing check checkers when everybody else is playing chess, but really we ain't playing checkers. Some of y'all playing tiddlywinks. Some of y'all playing connect four. You know, some of y'all playing uh tic tac toe, and they they playing chess on you. You trying to play tic tac toe? You can't win chess a chess match by playing tic tac toe. So you have to level your game up. And one of the things about Master P is that, and he's correct. He's one hundred percent correct about the Clubhouse app. And you can say this without vilifying the owners of Clubhouse. Sure, you know, build your app. Sure, you know, go pay your rappers and whoever and your celebrities to go and make it big for you, right? That makes sense. Uh, but understand what's going on. The idea is this. Look, let me, I'll break it down to you by telling you a story. I talked to the uh, creator, or not the creator, sorry, the CEO of a major multi-billion dollar company that sells uh, products that black people love to use. I'm not going to say the name of the person or the name of the company because y'all might figure out who it is. And one thing that he told me, check this out. He said, I said, I said, well, how do you sell your product? Uh, and he said, we follow the black, the urban black male. And y'all know what I'm talking about. You're talking about young black teenager, teenage boys, about 16, 17 years old. He said, we follow his behavior. We follow his trends. We follow what he likes to do. And we, and we, we pattern our product around that. He said that because we learned <clears throat> that whatever the urban black male is doing, the whole world's going to copy that. The whole world's going to copy that because there's something about black people and cultural validation, which is a multi-trillion dollar commodity that leads to massive amounts of wealth. And other people study that. Other people understand that. Um, when I went to a, I went to a party at the NBA All-Star game and I sat next to some some real corny, real arrogant white guy. And, I, and he seemed so arrogant. I could I tell he, he'd done something important. He probably had money. And, uh, and I said, so what do you do? And he said, I invented the Beats by Dre headphones. And the Beats by Dre headphones, if you recall, when they came out, nobody was willing to pay three, four hundred dollars for some headphones or whatever they pay for those headphones. But what did they do? Go look at the commercials. They use black validation, which is a multi-trillion dollar commodity, black cultural validation. And they started putting some black celebrities, black rappers, black athletes uh, on commercials wearing those headphones. And guess what? Next thing you know, everybody wanted to pay big money for those headphones. And you can actually find other headphones of equivalent value, equivalent capability for maybe a fifth of that price, right? So, so the point of the matter that I'm making to you is that when y'all think something's trendy, when black people think something's high, other people jump in on it. Other people uh, are able to participate because they want to be like us. They don't want to be us, but they want to be like us.
right? So so here's the deal. Uh, let me break this down. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, and subscribe button if you haven't done it. Make sure you subscribe to the Black Financial Channel. And also, if you're a black man, you want to be a boss, or if you want to hear what black men have to say, we actually do have the blackbosschannel.com. I hope you'll subscribe because we're over here building black media. We ain't trying to get on white media. I don't care. I, I've been on CNN hundreds of times. I don't care about going back. I've been on all the networks, all that. But, but there's nothing like black ownership. So we're building uh, black ownership. So we have people like Jeff Lightsey Jr. and others that are on the Black Balls channel killing the game. So go check it out. If you'd like to debate sports and politics or whatever it is from a black male perspective, go check it out. So um, so here's, here's, here's the uh, final point I'll make on this. Um, if you want to know a little bit more about Clubhouse, uh, Clubhouse, it doesn't inspire me. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, uh, by the way, I switch uh, the screen on my phone. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me. Give me a yes if you can hear me. No, if you can't. Uh, well, I guess if you can't hear me, you're not going to say anything. Um, but the Clubhouse app, uh, yeah, I saw it, and everybody wanted to be on Clubhouse, and, they, and I guess everybody gets excited about this whole invitation-only thing. And and the thing is that, you know, I'm a businessman, so I know the game. And also, I'm not, I'm not 19. I'm not 29. I'm a 49-year-old man. And when you get a little bit older, you kind of learn how the game is played. And when I saw the whole hustle about this is this is secret and exclusive and, and invite only, and you have to have a friend who calls you and gives you the special code for you to get access to the Clubhouse app. When I saw all that, I said, okay, they hustling people. They playing with people's heads. <laughs> they're going to they're, they're blow up because they got everybody thinking they got something special and secret and, and only certain it's invite only. And, and, I, and I know that there are people like that. You know, the people, people like up to use the clubhouse app for the same reason that people line up in the freezing cold weather to pay a hundred dollars to get into the club right they have those lines outside the club just so you'll see that there's a line outside the club tell me if you get what i'm saying the reason that they, they don't those lines are not because sometimes in many cases those lines are not there because they're just filled to capacity they can't let nobody in or they're trying to maintain covid violation restrictions or whatever in social distancing no they create those lines so that you, your ass will see a line. And because your ass is looking for other people to give you your self-esteem, you will wait in line just so you can tell everybody that you got in the club. That's what they do. That's what they do. I did a video on it, man. I'm telling you. I put it on the Black Financial Channel where I showed you a deliberately uh, artificially constructed line outside it was, I think it was a Gucci store, or I don't know the the I don't know the one European label brand from another. They, you know, I don't know. They're all a bunch of rich white people who've made a hundred billion dollars off black people. I can't remember which one. It was Gucci, Louis, something like that. And outside the store, it was freezing cold and it was raining. And there were people in line just waiting for a chance to browse in the Gucci store. They do this in every sort of any, any scenario that where they want to create artificial demand. They tell you there's a, there's a line, there's a waiting list. You have to have a special invitation. It's invite only. Well, my response is, who the fuck are you? Because I don't care about getting into your special club. I had a lot of friends. I got invited to Clubhouse real quick when it got when it got started because I got I got a few friends, and people were like, "Boys, why don't you use Clubhouse? You need to use Clubhouse. You need to." Use- I've used it. I've been on there a couple of times. It's, it's okay. It's all right. It's a nice little walkie talkie. Like, you know, you get in there, you get to, get to have some conversations or whatever. But I said, what's the difference between Clubhouse and, and a Zoom meeting or YouTube or, or StreamYard or 
or or Facebook. You know, there's a million places I can go where I can talk to people. I can get 20 people, 40, 100, 300 people in a room, have conversations, invite people on stage, and I can get audio to go with it. I can do, I mean, on the Zoom meeting, you can have the video and the audio. Like, I was like, so what's special about this club? I don't understand. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, if you use Clubhouse, that's cool. Um, in fact, I'm on Clubhouse. Uh, if you want to follow me, um, just look up Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm, I'm in there. I, it's not that I don't think the app has value. It doesn't mean I think it's a bunch of BS. It just means that the marketing is what set Clubhouse apart. There have been a thousand apps designed that are that can do what Clubhouse does. <laughs> Clubhouse is not some sort of legendary innovative technology. Clubhouse is some stuff that's been around since probably 2015. It, it's not that hard to have audio where people can come in a room and talk to each other. Y'all do know that that's been in existence for a long time. What allowed Clubhouse founders to become billionaires is the act of creating artificial demand. The act of giving you this impression that they have this, this special magical exclusivity where you got to be a special Negro in order to be invited inside the door. And because your self-esteem was never given to you by your mama or your daddy, and because your oppressor has spent all of his energy killing your self-esteem and making you believe that you are only somebody if you get invited into the club, you will line up out the door in the cold and pay your money just to get inside. So that's the hustle behind the clubhouse thing. I'm not dissing it. Maybe it sounds like I am, but I'm not dissing them. I'm just saying that they're, they're not they're not special. They just convince you that they were special. And Master P is 100% correct. There's probably 10,000 black engineers and entrepreneurs and technicians out here who overnight could develop a walkie-talkie that lets people talk to each other. In fact, that's what I might do. Maybe I'll have a little Zoom meeting where we can all go and get together and it'll be Clubhouse 2.0 where instead of just hearing each other, we can actually see each other too and give each other eye contact and, and, and I'll, I'll call it the boys house. Maybe that's it, right? The, the Dr. Boys Club. Anyway, so, uh, so, so Sean says you have to pay to get on Clubhouse. Not on Clubhouse all the way across the board. Uh, but some people have private clubhouse meetings where they charge you for tickets. Um, and I think that when, when certain rappers started going on their meat meal and others that made people say, Ooh, I want to be on there. I think Kevin Hart went in there. This is all part of, this is all orchestrated, right? This is all planned in advance, right? So the, the clubhouse founders probably paid these celebrities money to host, host clubhouse events. And that's what led people to go into clubhouse. So I'm not hating on it. I mean, if you want to follow me on clubhouse, I'm a Dr. Boyce Watkins, but I'm gonna tell you the truth. I don't use Clubhouse much because I don't consider it to be some sort of superior, innovative, amazing technology. I use StreamYard because StreamYard is really nice. StreamYard is what I'm using right now. I use StreamYard five times a day because it's because it's, it's dope. It does a lot of great things. Clubhouse doesn't have that same effect on me when I use it. Okay. So anyway, by the way, if you want a free e-copy of my book, It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar. You can go to allblackeconomics.com. The book is totally free. So the URL is allblackeconomics.com. You'll also get a lot of free financial information from me from the Black Business School. Also, if you could, please hit the thumbs up button, share, and subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Let me read a little bit to you about Clubhouse and why Master P is really on to something. And I'm glad Master P made this statement because he's a, he's a powerful black man and a conversation starter. And uh, we need people like this as our allies. It says here on CNBC, Clubhouse has carved a niche among black users. 
pay attention now. So y'all, so even white people know that y'all are the ones who made them billionaires. They carved a niche among black users. And as they have joined, they have innovative, innovated with new ways for using the voice chatting app. Clubhouse has not said how many users there are, but they estimate that they have 1.3 million installs worldwide. Now, this was on January 10th, so that number's probably increased, maybe even doubled since then. What was once an app filled with the kind of networking you might hear at a tech dinner party in San Francisco has quickly been rounded out by the type of socializing you might catch at a barbershop in Atlanta. Clubhouse, a social media app introduced in March, allows others, or sorry, allows users to gather in virtual rooms where they can communicate with one another through the mics on their mic iPhones. Because the app requires an invitation, but now pay attention now, if Clubhouse did not require an invitation, Clubhouse's valuation will probably be one-tenth of what it is right now. Do y'all get what I'm saying? Give me a yes in the chat if you understand what I'm saying. That the one feature, if they did not require an invitation, their valuation will be one-tenth of what it is right now. That's an artificial demand. Uh, because Clubhouse requires an invitation, early participants were mostly from the communities around its founders and funders. Basically, a wealthy Silicon Valley venture capitalist and workers in the tech industry. <clears throat> As a consequence, the app heavily centered around conversations focused on tech and business. Early users told CNBC. Think about LinkedIn, but with audio instead of text. But as the app has grown, people of more diverse backgrounds have begun to join, and the Clubhouse experience has changed dramatically. In particular, the app has carved out a niche among Black users who have innovated new ways for using it. A few months ago, you, you might have opened the app to a panel discussion on the future of artificial intelligence or the potential for Bitcoin. Now you'll see the tech talk, but it'll, it'll be alongside debates over the music of rappers DMX and 50 Cent or the latest happening in the NBA. Nowadays, you can find folks shooting their shots in dating rooms, cracking jokes in virtual comedy clubs, talking about the latest celebrity gossip, or having musical jam sessions with their friends. The sudden burst of innovation in Clubhouse exemplifies the role. Pay attention now. They're talking about y'all. Are you listening? Give me a yes in the chat if you're listening. Are you listening? They're going to start talking about you again because they study your ass. They study you so they can get that paper out of your pocket. They study you like a rat in a lab. They study you like a mouse in a cage. They study you like like animals in the in the in the in the in the uh, wilderness, right? So they they watch how you herd. The way they can study how buffaloes herd. You know those shows where white people watch like animals and they'll be like, here we have the California mountain lion, and they tend to run in packs. And and when there's food during mating season, you can see that the mountain lion is searching for a mate, and he's also searching for his prey, right? They study you like your animals. Because remember, back in slavery, they convinced themselves that you were three-fifths of a person. Now they think, they probably think you're like maybe four-fifths of a person. But they study you because they, they say, if these people are giving their money away that easily, we need to study them so that we can make ourselves rich. So here we go. <clears throat> Here's what they're talking about you. It says, this sudden burst of innovation in Clubhouse exemplifies the role Black people often play in America as culture makers and trendsetters, said Ania Williams, founder of Black and Brown Founders, an organization that supports Black and Latinx entrepreneurs. Quote, that ingenuity is the other side of being oppressed. At the end of the day, that's the thing that unites Black people, Williams said. Being a have-not forces you to think and see the world differently, and it makes Black people naturally creative and creators in ways that they're not even trying. It's just the way that they operate. Now, here's the thing about this quote. Um, I get what Miss Ania Williams is saying, um, and I have no uh, I have no idea. I know nothing about this organization, Black and Brown Founders, and, and it's Black and Latinx, which, by the way, there is no Black-Brown coalition. Stop believing the nonsense about there being some magical coalition between Black and Latino people. It doesn't mean all Latino people hate Black people, but it means that when you talk about racism, um, white people from, from south of the border 
are not going to like you any more than a toothless hillbilly Trump supporter from the backwoods of Tennessee. If you ever want to see real racism, go to South America. Anybody, give me a yes in the chat if you know what I'm talking about. If you go south to South America, Mexico, Colombia, or any place, South Central America, whatever the case may be, you will find that they have, many of these cities will have the white section of town and the black section of town. It'll be like, it'll be like, like Alabama, 1955, except everybody's speaking Spanish. When I go visit my brother in Colombia, I go to the white side of town. There are no black people on the white side of town because they want it that way. So stop believing. Here's my point. Here's where I'm getting at. This is political. This is a little pet peeve of mine because it's some nonsense. It's propaganda for y'all to believe that everybody who comes from, from south of the border is your natural ally. They are not. Now, people who are black from south of the border, they get it. Like a black man or black woman from Brazil, oh, they understand. They're like, yeah, yeah, these white folks, they're terrible. Look at how they treat us in Brazil, right? Right, That that they get that. But 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 people that come up, they got blonde hair and blue eyes and shit or <laughs> whatever. You got that pale skin with those recessive genes. They ain't identifying with your black butt. So do not believe that. Think about it. How many times did you see them showing up at the reparations march? When you're when you marching for reparations for slavery, where, you know, where they want to put Harry Tubman's face on the $20 bill, but don't want to give you all the $20 bill. They're like, we're going to honor you by putting your face on the cover of the money that we stole that we're going to put in our pocket. So as we put the money in our pocket, we're going to put your face on it to honor the fact that we stole it from you. Right? Like seriously. So, so, so how many times do you see uh, massive amounts of people from South, from South of the border, no disrespect, but how often do you see them showing up in reparations marches saying we demand that our allies, black people who are descendants of slavery, get reparations for slavery. Seriously. How often you don't, you don't see that. Right. They'll march for immigration issues, but they won't march for you. So don't you be marching for other people. So so this is all not this is all kind of silly. But anyway, uh, no disrespect to her organization. I don't know this lady's organization, but I'm going to tell you, here's the thing. Here's another thing I'm picking up in this quote. You got to have spidey senses to see these sorts of things. These are the things I noticed just from reading 10,000 articles and going through this stuff. She speaks about the ingenuity. quote. The ingenuity is the other side of being oppressed. At the end of the day, that's the thing that unites black people. So she's speaking about the ingenuity that comes from your oppression uh, in a way that is almost a little bit more optimistic for a little too optimistic for my taste. We, we don't deny that black people are brilliant. We don't deny that black people are creative. We don't deny that black people are extraordinary, but she's, if she, if she's not careful, she can get into this zone where we start doing that meritorious manumission talk again. If you remember meritorious manumission was in the book Powernomics. That was where slaves were rewarded for saving white people. Slaves were rewarded for helping their oppressors make money. Slaves were rewarded for helping their oppressors get ahead, even at their own expense. Meritorious manumission still exists in America today. It still exists in America today. Meritorious manumission showed itself all throughout the last election when you had all these black people bragging about how they saved Joe Biden. And then Joe Biden turns around and says, I ain't doing nothing for none of y'all. I, I'm, I'm going to put your face, I'm going to put Harry Tubman's face on the $20 bill, but I'm not going to give you the $20 bill. I would, I'm not stupid, but I'll put your face on my money. If you want, if you only put your, your face on the money and it makes you feel better, it gives you your self-esteem. That's cool. So, so understand that when she's talking about this innovation and, and the other side of being oppressed, and that's what makes black people amazing. That's what unites us, dude. That's really cool. Yeah, I get all that. But at what point, here's what I'm getting at. At what point are we going to harness that innovation and make sure that that economic energy stays inside the house? 
You know, it, it, you know, at what point are we going to shut the windows and, and, and when the air conditions on and, and instead of letting the house get hot and then complaining about how hot it is when you had the air condition on blast and you don't you got the high electricity bill, but all that air is flowing out the door. You see that that's what it is. They 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 have they they are basically mining. They're mining you the same way they mine diamonds out of a mountain in Africa. They're mining you for your culture. They're mining you for your creativity. They're mining you for your innovation. They're mining you for your cultural capital and it's making them ex- excessively rich. And if you go read Poweronomics and you read or Black Labor White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson, you'll hear about what he calls the doctrine of unequal exchange. The doctrine of unequal exchange is nothing but a drain. It is when I it is when it is when I, every time I get 5, you take away 4. I'm left with one, you got four, and you're getting ahead, I'm falling behind. The doctrine of unequal exchange is that every time you're engaging with your oppressor in a business deal, they're gaining 10, you're gaining two, right? It's like the, the doctrine of unequal exchange is like a football team where every time we get on the field together, the final score ends up being 95 to seven, right? Because every time I get the ball, I give the ball back to you. Every time you get the ball, I give you touchdowns and then brag to my friends about how many touchdowns I gave you that day. That's not how you win a game. So the doctrine of unequal exchange is abundantly present when you talk about the Clubhouse app. The doctrine of unequal exchange in the Clubhouse app, in this particular example, thank you to, to Master P for bringing this up, it shows itself in the fact that when it's all said and done, when the smoke clears and, and you look at, okay, who's got the money and who doesn't, the clubhouse founders will be billionaires and you still going to be broke. <laughs> your community still going to be struggling. You have no new billionaires in your community, but they've got at least a couple of new billionaires in their community. And because they're going to go to other white people and say, hey, we've got these black people uh, in, in this. We got them trapped in this cage and we have these exotic animals we'd like to sell to you. Uh, you know, and, and, and we're going to we'd like to sell this black culture to you. And uh, if you give us another billion dollars in funding. Right. That's how the game works. There are people out here that make it their life mission to manage you. Right. Like like we have people that that are on TV. Some people call them black leaders. I don't call them black leaders. I call them Negro managers. Uh, Negro managers, their number one job is to harness the power of black people, the economic power of black people, the political power of black people, the social and cultural capital of black people. And then they go sell that capital to other people to make themselves a profit. That's all it is to it. So this is not a diss on the Clubhouse app. This is certainly not a diss on anybody who's using the app. I mean, God bless you. I might, I'll might, i probably use the app as someone. Like I said, you can follow me on Clubhouse. I'm at Dr. Boyce Watkins. So I, I, was, on, I was on the Parlor app. But uh, but they shut Parlor down. <laughs> but but uh, but but I actually use the Clubhouse app maybe about once every week or two. It's not bad. It's not a terrible app. And uh, and I'm on Twitter as well and all that stuff. So feel free to follow me on all the apps. So it's fine. There's nothing wrong with using Clubhouse. But you got to just make sure you understand what it is. So if you're gonna use Clubhouse, you're gonna be collaborating with other people, and you're gonna be coming up with innovation, innovative ideas. Don't just go on there to tell jokes and talk about who won the the who's gonna win the Super Bowl. Get on there and make your battle plan, man. Get on there and make a plan for how you're going to come out and dominate the world. The black man in this generation right now, the mandate for you as black men, especially if for black women as well. Black women are already kind of doing it, but I want black men to get on board with this. The old mandate as a community is that you must create more entrepreneurs than anybody else. You must create more investors than anybody else. 
you have to create, you got all these hustlers out here. You know, there's a lot of them were sent to prison. Joe Biden sent a lot of them to prison. Some of them are coming home. Like people like the Wall Street Trapper and others. Like I love guys like that because these are brothers that 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 understand the importance of the flip. They understand how to invest your money and that when you invest a dollar, you should get $2 back. If you rent and repeat, you're going to be rich. They understand the, the power of ownership. They understand the importance of being a boss, right? So so my point is to say that uh, that for black people and black men in particular, you must understand that there is a cost to be the boss. You must also understand that th this world ain't out here trying to hire you. They're not trying to help you rise up the corporate ladder like like Bill Smith over in accounting. Yeah, that's not you're not going to get those same opportunities. I don't care if you got your MBA from Duke University or your PhD from Stanford. You're going to run into the same racism at every level of the food chain until you learn how to harness your own innovative cultural capital, until you learn how to harness all your best ideas, until you learn the importance of ownership over servitude, you will always be a slave. So the God, shout out to Master P. Again, I don't know this brother personally, but I am very, very proud and pleased that he made this statement because it created a conversation that all of us need to hear. Now, do me a favor. I'm going to get out of here. Alicia's calling me. It's time for us to go eat breakfast. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. Please subscribe to Black Owned Media. Also, if you want to get access to some of the resources we have that are free, or free or low cost, that you can use uh, to get on this wealth train to, to move forward economically or or politically, whatever the case may be, go to theallblackagenda.com. Theallblackagenda.com. I created this uh, back when Ice Cube was trying to, was doing his thing with Biden and everybody else, and, and, I, and I loved working with Cube and talking to him. I have a lot of respect for the brother when when, when we get these rappers that are not not you know not just the rappers but but black celebrities that really have a strong black consciousness and are educated on that are our lethal weapons like these are our secret weapons that i believe are going to lead to black male world domination i believe the black man is rising and that and cube was a part of that and i was so happy to 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 be able to support him in that process well on the allblackagenda.com uh, basically there's a link to Cube's contract with Black America. There's a link to, I put a link to my $5 a day investing plan if you want to learn that. I have a lot of other links to resources you and your family can apply right now. Because here's the thing, one of the things about power, and I want you to remember this, is that power is not given with permission. You do not beg for power. You do not wait for other people to give you power. Power is something that you take. If you watched the, the football games last week, you know, when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went out and defeated the Green Bay Packers, Tom Brady wanted the championship. So did Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know, Tom Brady didn't walk up and say, hey, Aaron, you know, I, I've been a really good friend to you, bud. Will you, will you let me have the have the trophy? Right. He didn't do that. He did, You don't ask to win a football game. You don't ask to win a Super Bowl. You go and you, you, you take that damn thing. You take it. You must take it. And, the, and believe me, they are going to do everything in their power to stop you from taking it. So I don't want to hear that slave talk. I don't want to hear that defeated talk. I don't want to hear that woe is me talk. Because when you talk like that as a man, especially and women too, I mean, you got real, you got some some of the women got bigger balls than some of the men. Seriously, when when you when you start doing that slave defeated talk, like oh they every time we try to do something, they always gonna burn it. They they always they always stopping it. Every time we build a business, they always wanna keep us from. They ain't never gonna let the black man get ahead. Well, of course they're not gonna let you get ahead because you're too powerful. You you, they don't, you think they really want like 10 million guys thinking like Master P? <laughs> like, no, they're like, OK, we, we do not. We're not going to invite him to speak at our public school to talk to our little black boys, because God forbid we have a million black men who are thinking like Master P, who are thinking like Ice Cube, who are demanding uh, things that they want and who are coming in here taking stuff. Right. Who are innovative and intelligent and builders and owners and everything else. They don't want that. 
right? So it's up to us to create that. Like it's up to us to make our team strong. It's up to us to prepare for the big game. It's up to us to win Super Bowl trophies on our own. So I want the black man to win the Super Bowl because you are the greatest uh, in the history of this planet. You are the original man. Uh, you are the only group of people in this country or in this world, actually, who have survived the slave dungeons, uh, who survived the slave ships, who survived 250 years of the worst, most brutal slavery known to mankind. You are the only group of people who, who in your genetic structure, survived uh, um, 100 years of Jim Crow, another 40 years of Joe Biden, Bill Clinton, mass incarceration, and you're still coming out shining. You're still doing stuff like this. So imagine what's going to happen when you get your stuff together. Imagine how amazing you're going to be when we're educating our own at the highest levels and making them the biggest, sharpest business sharks on the planet. We're going to own everything. So go out here and own some things. Don't be scared. Listen to what Master P saying. He's the brother's on point about Clubhouse. But again, you don't have to hate Clubhouse for you to go out and get your own. Let the Clubhouse people make their money. Let them do their thing. But then you go out and you get your money and you're not going to get it by whining. So never let these people convince you to be a whiner and a wimp. That's not who you are. Got it? Give me a yes in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. Give me a yes in the chat if you understand. All right. So uh, love you guys. Have a good day. Please hit the thumbs up button. Share, subscribe button before you go. Please subscribe. And uh, also um, uh, make sure if you actually, some of you asked me about my crypto portfolio. I'm into cryptocurrency. Uh, I'm, I invest in that. So if you want to actually see the crypto that I've invested in, feel free to go to drboyscrypto.com. You can actually, I've got a screenshot there so you can take a look. We're, we're doing some research on that as well. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good day and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Be good. Peace.